0: RadioInfluence.com. As America's zone coach, premier thought leader, and the world's number one coach of champions, Jim Fannin is the go to person. He has guided the careers of the best pro athletes from 10 sports and business executives from 50 industries. He has coached individuals, families, Relationships, and students in simplifying and balancing their lives for more than 40 years. From winning Wimbledon, the World Series, and a gold medal, to losing 68 pounds, saving lost marriages, or overcoming financial ruin. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the
1: Jim Fannin Show. I'm Jim Fannin. My name is Seth, Jim, psychic and
2: producer here on America's Most Positive Podcast. Jim, what's on your mind, man?
1: I've got a lot on my mind. Okay. I, I've got a lot on my mind today. How can a city, an entire city, get into the zone? Everybody. Dogs, cats. <laughs> Mom, dad, grandma, mayor, police chief, is it possible? You know, the zone is a purposeful calm when everything's clicking and there is zero negativity. You don't go into the past when you're in the zone, and unless it's for swift analysis. You don't go in the future when you're in the zone, that purposeful calm feeling where nothing can go wrong. You don't go in the future unless... It's to create a tactic or maybe a new strategy so you can make an adjustment. Now, the zone is a its a great place to live your life. and And today, it's not easy for one person to be in the zone, much less a, a family or a neighborhood or even a city to be in the zone. But why not? Why can't an entire city get into a zone mindset? And I, you know, in the last couple of years, I've been around some negative cities uh, in my travels. You could feel it. I remember four years ago, flying into Detroit, and I had a client who was a boat dealer. In fact, the largest boat dealership uh, of the Great Lakes. And I could just feel negativity. It's hard to put my finger on it. It's hard to even describe. But... You could feel it, and then talking to people, talking to the waitresses, talking to the cook, talking to the person that greeted me, I could feel that it wasn't upbeat, Yeah, that, that something was missing. And then when I went to the company, I, I was talking to every employee, and they were talking like victims of the economy and victims of the condition of Detroit. And then I, then, obviously, I went back to my hometown, Ashland, Kentucky, opioid use rampant rampant as a matter of fact five restaurants were shut down shut down because of opioid use hepatitis shut down an applebee's shut down a dairy queen shut down while i was there i went i went got my shot and (laughs) And then I saw the people that were the victims of the drugs. I saw them panhandling on the streets of my city. I never saw that growing up. You know, a a city of about 20,000 people, Appalachia, right across the river from Huntington, West Virginia. A Gallup poll came out and said that this area was the most sad, most depressed, most unhappy in America, and, I, and I'm like, what? My city? Depressed? Unhappy? Sad? It, it was incongruent with my childhood memories. And, and so I, I've been thinking, you know, I'm all about the zone. I, I am the zone coach. I want everyone listening to be in that purposeful, calm feeling, and that's in your relationships where you and your significant other equal more than a part. Or you're in the zone as a couple. One plus one equals three. Or you're in the zone coaching your kid. You know, I've got a grandson. He's in the zone. Well, my daughter and son-in-law, they're also in the zone. But do we have to stop being in the zone within the four walls of our home? Is my neighbor in the zone? I don't know. I haven't talked to her in a long time. I, I don't know. i don't I don't ever go over there. I'm too busy. They're too busy. What happened to a neighborhood raising the family? My mother beat other kids from other <laughs> families. she'd She'd give me a, a, a you know, a, a, a go at it. Uh, if I did something wrong And the neighborhood kids, all the parents gave permission to each other. We're going to raise these kids, and we're going to raise them right. Now, I know you can't spank kids anymore, and I I got all that, but you know what? My neighborhood raised me. It wasn't just my mom and and my dad, and I I really was a product of uh, that wholesome environment. There was no drugs. There was no heroin or opioids. I, I didn't see it. We were watching Marcus Welby on TV. Times have changed. But why? Can't a city be in the zone? How do you do that? It starts in the mirror. You got to look in the mirror and get your own thoughts in order. There's a quick tool. and I've used this on so many of our programs, but if you're thinking negative because you've been watching negative news or you're seeing negative uh, tweets and negative Facebook posts, maybe you need to turn your brain off. Unless you're driving a car right now, shut your eyes. Unhinge your jaw. Let your tongue relax. Turn off your brain. Reboot. Just turn it off. No future, no past. The goal is to make the present last. Can you get your personal thoughts reduced to 1,200 thoughts, 1,400 thoughts? With 80% of them being in the moment, looking people in the eye long enough to discern eye color, only going to the future for planning, only going into the past for evaluation, it starts in the mirror, and then you influence your significant other. Maybe she or he influences you. Then you influence your kids because you do have a family brand, and then you go cut your neighbor's grass. Because she's had an operation. She lives alone. Her grandkids live in another state. And her grass is overgrown. Go cut it. We used to cut it. I used to cut the neighborhood because they couldn't do it. Where is the neighborly love? Where's the golden rule? This is how it starts. Extreme positivity. And don't put up with negativity somebody tells you something negative you got a choice i can pass it on i can add to it amplify it and expound on it or i can bury it like a dead carcass in the backyard i'm not passing on i even tell people that have gossip ain't no sense telling me because i'm not telling anybody (laughs) i'm not i'm not not passing this stuff around And, and that's how you clean up your house But that's also how you clean up your neighborhood. And now you clean up five neighborhoods, and the next thing you know, you've got a city in the zone. That's why I'm so excited today. I'm going to be talking to my old doubles partner, Dr. Jack Diddy, Ashland, Kentucky. He's brought a tennis tournament, $60,000 internationally streamed, live professional women's tennis tournament. To my little town of Ashland. It's amazing. And the city's changed. So can you change a city? Absolutely. It does start at the top. It does take volunteers. And I do need to tell you to really make great change in your personal life, your family life, your neighborhood life, your city life, there has to be some sacrifice. Uh, it, it's time we quit thinking like a judge and judging our neighbors and judging our friends and judging the media and screaming at the TV and <laughs> you know throwing stuff at it because there's stuff on there we don't like. It's time to cut it out. It's time to bond with the people that we love, and it's time to share the love. Love conquers all. You want to change America back to that city on the hill? That city on the hill that the world admires. I I don't think we're far from that. We've been that. But I, I think we're closer now than ever before because even though it's tough times and even though there's times of uncertainty, I'm meeting people like Jack Diddy in city after city, that are raging with incredible hope. So I'm calling on all Zoniacs listening right now. Absolutely, I want you to get in the zone. And I'm here to give you as many tools as possible to help your self-discipline, your concentration, your optimism, your relaxation with no anxiety or fear, and your, also your passion and enjoyment but I'm also here to help you help other people.
2: You know what? And getting a city in the zone, if I could just put a slightly academic spin on this uh, and, you know, on, on our guest today, Jack Diddy bring a tennis tournament into a, an area that's, that's struggling to get back on its feet. That's going towards flourishing again, like Ashland, Kentucky. The studies have proven that business follows culture, not vice versa. So wherever you're at, if you have a mini version of you just want your neighborhood to be a little cooler for your kids and the other neighborhood's kids to grow up in, you want your house value to grow go up a little bit, you're a business owner that wants to give back, having cultural events actually winds up attracting business. And uh, so you know when we're talking about a, a tennis tournament here, uh, to help a city turn around, it really does sports, music food, entertainment, those things bring good things into a place. And man, it's a lot of work to get that first one going, but that first one brings in other things too.
1: Well, this takes vision. It's one of the first things I ask any new client. I just onboarded a new client yesterday. And what do you want? Why am I here? I've asked every client that. What do you want? Why am I here? Invariably, they look up to the right. They'll look up to the left into their past, they'll look up to the right where they're creating their vision of what they want. And they know they have a vision and they can see it in their mind's eye. You can have a vision about anything that you choose. Visualization, based on our last show that we got into in a little bit of uh, in-depth, visualization works, and the bottom line is you spend sixty percent of your waking hours visualizing, daydreaming about challenges you have that you haven't given up on. And that's from your home to what food you're going to have tonight for dinner, visualizing your relationships, how you want them to be. And there's no rules. You can put anything on the screen of space. But having a vision for a city, well, you don't need to be a world expert. Anybody can do that. When I shut my eyes and unhinge my jaw, and I see Ashland, Kentucky, I see that city that is a city of champions, a city of hope. And I know you can go there, and you can see parts of the town. And go seriously, where is this hope? I don't see it. I see a panhandler. I see opioid use. I see people with no jobs. You can see that. I know that's in our face. In cities around the world, somebody's got to step up and see differently. You got to put on different glasses and see what you want as if it's so, as it will be. And my research has shown that if you really want success, you got to perceive it and play it out in your mind as a movie. You're in charge of the script. You're one of the actors, hopefully uh, the, the star of this movie. It's your movie. You're in charge of everything. You've got to see what you want in finished state. Once that vision tucks you in bed at night, and once that vision is with you when you open your eyes and you framed your day, you're on a pathway now of making serious change. Let's take your kids. So if you're a mom or a dad listening to our show right now, you love your kids. You'd do anything for them. You'd do anything for them, no matter what it is. You have unconditional love. And I know you'd do anything to have a perfect life for them, a life of abundance, a life of simplicity, a life of balance. I know you would do that. I, I'm a dad. I get that. You can do that now. Once a month, have vision night. Vision night. We've talked about it a few times on this show. Turn the lights out. Set some candles on the table. Help mom prepare food or if nobody wants to cook or help dad prepare food, if nobody wants to cook, order something in. Break bread, no matter how old your kids. We're all here. We're all sitting to the table, having dinner. There's no cell phone. There's no social media. There's no electronic digital devices, none. We're here together celebrating this meal, thankful for this meal. And then one of the parents needs to say, in the next 30 days, I see me accomplishing this. Showcase the vision individually. And maybe dad's talking about his golf game. Maybe dad's talking about his business. Maybe mom's talking about her business. Paint the picture of what will be in a short amount of time. But it doesn't stop with mom or dad. Your 13-year-old paint your vision. What do you want? What's your dream? They can go all the way 20 years or they can go 30 days, and if you have a five-year-old, they can go one hour from now. Get your family visualizing, because you visualize anyway. We're all daydreaming, kids too, grandma too. We're all visualized, but I, I found that cities aren't in the zone because the majority of the people are visualizing what you don't want. God, I don't want all these bills. God, my neighborhood sucks. I hate this graffiti. I hate this trash. Where? Where's the sanitation department? When are they going to pick up the garbage? Is that what you vision? Is that what you think about? We got to start thinking about what we want as opposed to what's in our face, what we don't want. And you can start that once a month with vision night. And then you take vision night a step further. What can we do as a family to change our neighborhood? So maybe as a family, we're going to get bucket and water and go out and clean off the graffiti on one of the buildings. No fanfare, no help, no neighbors. It's just grandma, mom, dad, two kids, and a baby in a stroller and we're cleaning graffiti what can we do to help our community this is how you train your kid to to realize that you're an integral part of something greater than yourself
2: well in the zone as you know you've stated on the show and has been proven across sports business entertainment the zone's infectious the zone gets into other people. So, you know, uh, with our interview here in just a couple minutes, we're going to we're gonna talk about, you know, you, you got to use a lot of fuel to get off the runway, so to speak, with an airplane. But man, it may be that your family is the family that does whatever that project is for you. And that winds up kind of spreading the zone to some others.
1: Maybe it's running a 5K as a family. Uh, maybe it's volunteering down at the shelter or the food pantry. Uh, maybe Plan now. We're gonna get turkeys for everybody. Uh maybe let's as a family go visit a hospital. There's a myriad things that we can do, but it's time zoniacs. We gotta share the wealth. If you've enjoyed any aspect of the show, if you've taken some of these tools and they've taken root and they've helped you become a better, more positive, vibrant, abundant thinker. Pass it on. It is contagious. I've seen it. You know, a a 25 man Major League Baseball roster, 25 men. I know I've done this. Six people can change the whole team. I did this with the 2000 Seattle Mariners. They they set a record for most games won. They didn't have one all star on that team, not one. And and the manager, Lou Pinella, at the time, Gave me the latitude, go for it. And Mike Cameron, one of my clients, he and I were first. I said, Go, go five, five guys on your team that you're going to be the attitudinal police force on the bus, in the hotels, in the lobby, before the game, in the dugout, after the game. Zero negativity. And they did. Six, Men became the attitudinal police force, if you will, no victim, no judge of an entire team, and they go out and set a major league record. Not one all-star on that team, and that was one of the greatest teams in major league baseball. Six people can do it. What can your family do to a community, and what can your neighborhood do to the entire area? There's no question we need leadership. There's no question that uh, stress runs downhill. And that vision needs to be in the forefront of someone that has a little bit of authority and responsibility and accountability. And hopefully it's the mayor. Hopefully it's the governor. Hopefully it's the president. Hopefully it's whomever is leading that entity. But don't wait on anybody. You make a change. Make a change right now. And as I've said many, many times, I know there's one thing you can change, and that's your own mindset. I'm looking forward to this interview. Let's get started. We're bringing in my old doubles partner, Jack Diddy.
2: All right, let's do it.
1: There's a new company, Sunbasket. They deliver delicious meal kits right to your door. You can pick from 18 weekly recipes. Here's what's great about this company. First of all, all these meals can be made in less than 30 minutes. Uh, I get to choose from paleo, gluten-free, lean and clean, vegan, uh, organic produce, clean ingredients delivered to your door. They also work with the best farms and suppliers. That's a big deal to me. I want to know where my food's coming from. So they bring fresh, organic produce and responsibly raised meats and seafood Uh, And they deliver it to your door every single week. Again, each meal ready to whip up in about 30 minutes. Uh, You can get it on the table and get back outside living your life. So Sun Basket, uh, it's one of our sponsors, and I'm proud that you're a sponsor. Thank you so much. Your food is delicious. $35 off your first order. Go to sunbasket.com forward slash Fannin. S-U-N-B-A-S-K-E-T dot com slash F-A-N-N-I-N. Sunbasket dot com forward slash Fannin. And you'll get $35 off of your forced order, and you're going to love these meals. Go get yourself some Sunbasket. Jack Diddy, welcome to the Jim Fannin Show.
3: Well, thank you very much, Seth. I appreciate being here.
1: And that's Dr. Jack Diddy, uh, but you were not a doctor when I first met you. You do know that.
3: (laughs) Well, I I guess really it goes back to, what, about eighth grade? Uh,
1: About Um, about the eighth grade, Ashland, Kentucky, (laughs) my uh, hometown, my beloved hometown, city of champions. And... uh, I met you playing tennis, and uh, by the time I met you, you were already a formidable player, and, um, and uh, I got schooled a few times by you as, as I was learning the game, and um, swiftly I, I got a lot better, and um, you and I became a pretty dominant uh, you know, we can say whatever we want. It's been 5th it's been over 50 years, but we were pretty formidable as a doubles uh, tennis doubles team. I, I think we kicked a lot of ass in uh, Eastern Kentucky, Western, West Virginia, Southern Ohio. Uh, we, we had a lot of trophies. Definitely.
3: Well, it was an exciting time and it was uh, really thrilling to work on the tennis team at that time. We, we, it was really a great friendship that we made, and uh, we had a good teamwork with our team. And it's amazing how many of the guys in the team we still know today. John Moore, who's a cardiovascular surgeon in Atlanta. Carson Ellswick, who's uh, created all the billboards throughout the Tri-State Ellsworth billboards. Um, Jay Hanna's been down here at the tournament. Um, and I played uh, Tommy Hanna, his son, the other day uh, in and uh, just practice hitting here at the tennis center. Uh, that brought back a lot of memories.
1: Well, let, let's bring Jane things I, let, let's bring yeah. things full circle. Uh, okay, you and I learned to play tennis Central Park tennis courts, Ashland, Kentucky. Uh, but after I left town, took off on the pro tour. You became a doctor, um, and. Uh, our lives definitely went uh, in different directions, but since then there's a brand new tennis center. Uh, well, brand new, uh, based <laughs> compared to our uh, Central Park courts. But you know the Ashland yeah. tennis center is really awesome. But I never thought that there would be a women's professional tennis tournament in little old Ashland, Kentucky, and one of three tournaments. That could have some impact on the United States Open, the U.S. Open uh, coming up here uh, next month, and uh, that's pretty. Ex- yeah, I'm excited. So the last time I was in Ashland, you and I were at dinner with our wives, and you told me that you were going to bring in this uh, pro tennis tournament, and I think you looked at me, told me you needed some cash,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and. Uh, what do you- but uh, I, I couldn't wait uh, uh, to grab my wallet and uh, be one of the proud sponsors uh, of the Brady uh, professional tennis tournament $60,000 prize money and tell us uh, a little about this tournament Jack and uh, and what it means to whoever's going to win it if they're definitely a US uh, uh, player right well the um, we're,
3: we're really pleased to be able to have this tournament. One of the smallest um, cities in the country hosting a pro circuit event. Uh, these mostly go to larger communities. But with our the background we have here, particularly with uh, uh, this really has a lot to do with Julie. I mean, The fact that Julie grew up here and, and became a pro circuit player uh, allowed us to get this tournament here 15 years ago, where we had five of these in a row, uh, $50,000 events. Uh, was because of her and she brought all these tennis players to town with her and her friends. And, um, we, and we had a great event. So it got a good reputation among the USDA administrators. So then, uh, we couldn't continue the tournament because the course just gradually broke down, disintegrated and things got over. So, uh, we went for 10 years without it. And then Brady industries came to town, uh, the Craig Bouchard and his family, Melissa Nelson, who had a former all American UK and they're, uh, three daughters who are tremendous national level junior players, uh, sort of all sport athletes as well as, uh, lacrosse players. But, um, uh, the fact that was here, uh, starting this company of Brady Industries, a new aluminum plant that's yep. going to offer a higher level of, uh, durable aluminum It's lighter weight. And it's, uh, particularly applicable to, uh, cars and trucks and particularly fighter planes that can fly higher <laughs> and carry more weapons actually. Um, so this 1.4 billion dollar plan is coming to town and changed everything. Uh, that the past history of the tournament we had because of Julie the LA Belfont Hospital Tennis Classic and Craig Bichard uh, being here meant there was a, a window of opportunity for us to have this tournament. Well, so the it, the irony
1: the, the, ir- the irony of this uh, for me is uh, you know I owned an indoor tennis club. Uh, Julie came to Chicago, uh, your daughter, and uh, won. Um, the ten and under national championship held at my club. We called it the Easter Bowl. And then the irony is, Craig Bouchard, who runs Brady Industries, played at the club. I've taught Craig. Uh, uh, Craig's wife's mother played at my tennis club as well. So uh, it's really full circle for me. And
3: uh, absolutely, you're right in the center
1: of that. Uh, right in the center of that. And uh, I'll tell you what, you know, tennis has meant so much to me. It it took me literally around the world, and being a 11-year-old, 12-year-old, learning this great game, uh, to have pros that you can look up to and emulate, and they're right there, you know, I, I can see them, talk to them, Uh that's going to change a lot of lives in Ashland, Kentucky. And, and Jack, one of the things, sure. you know, this is a city of champions, and we've gone through some hard times. Let's not sugarcoat it. Um, uh, with the opioid crisis, uh, um, the, the hardship with no jobs, now Brady Industries is coming back. You've launched this pro tennis tournament, bringing the USTA back into the fold. This is being streamed internationally. Uh, I think Ashland is making a renaissance, and I, I'm really humbled just to just be a small part of it, and I'm hopeful that the pros uh, at this Ashland Tennis Center are going to fire up some young kids to say, you know, I'd like to be a pro, and uh, following my p- footsteps and go out and travel the world, tennis has really been a major part of my life, that's for sure. So tell me a little bit about the tournament especially if you win okay. uh, you know the three uh, the three series tell me about that it's a big deal.
3: well they have um, they've actually even expanded that at first they, they identified three tournaments and they are uh, Berkeley California which uh, was over last week and those players that played there then came to Ashland and the players played here in Ashland uh, account for that and then uh, Lexington, Kentucky would be the third. And now, just recently, the USDA, whoever was behind the scenes, but it played all this, the, whoever the American was that had the most points who played in those three cities won a wild card into the U.S. Open. Now, since then, after the schedule was already made and even after one of the tournaments had been played, they included these other tournaments. So now it's up to about five tournaments. Uh, I think Honolulu, California counted in that, and Landis. Uh, I think that may be in Michigan or somewhere. But um, uh, they've added several more events to that. I think the, um, the importance of this, earning a wild card as the main draw player in the U.S. Open, took on an even greater um, importance that they didn't want to limit it to just three tournaments. So they expanded that.
1: For the listeners right now on the Jim Fannin show, can you imagine you're a young professional, you're from the U.S. You're playing in Ashland, Kentucky, where Ashland, Kentucky, and you win this event, you build up some points, and the next thing you know, you're in the U.S. Open, you win a couple oh of matches Big there, job. and your life is now changed forever. 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 Oh, yeah,
3: absolutely. Yeah, that's true. The, the girl who won this card last year, the uh, wild card last year, who played in Lexington, uh, won her first round uh, U.S. Open main draw match, and she earned a $50,000 paycheck for, you know, two matches, essentially. I, so, um, <laughs> you know, that's just getting started. You know, I mean, it's a, you go from a $60,000 event to a $32 million event in the course of three weeks. That's the difference. I,
1: I think when I played on the tour, that's how much I made for the year. <laughs>
3: I think it, oh, yeah. time, we, times have you changed. You would pretty well if you made that much in a year at that time.
1: Uh, yeah, the, I did the
3: prize money. Uh, prize money at that time was pretty lean. I used to watch the pros, the, um uh, uh, I watched the, the pros that, that were in there were like 12 pros in the world total. And they'd go around and play these $10,000 tournaments. And the winner would win 1500.
1: And oh, that yeah. was only
3: if they made it at the gate and some weeks they wouldn't win a cup. Um, uh, and no Rod labor. Was playing at the time. Uh,
1: no, no question about that. Um, Times have changed. The women, there's a lot of parity, equal prize money, and uh, it, U.S. Open's going to be so exciting. And I, I'm really fired up. What, what's what's uh, what's happening with the city? I know uh, we had a kids' day. How how did that go? Yeah,
3: well, the kids' day was terrific. Um, we, uh, you know, of course, the Holland's Museum. When you came last month, and we had the uh, Holland's Museum, we held the uh, sports roundtables. Um, That was a terrific thing for the city and got everybody fired up for a lot of things. And we were teaching multiple sports there on the fourth floor for all the, everyone who came to the museum, the kids, could also go to the fourth floor and play stations of all these different sports. Well, we used that model to reproduce that here at the tennis center. And so on Saturday, the day before the tournament started, um, we had the tennis center for four hours completely packed full of kids, hundreds of kids playing football, basketball, soccer, baseball, softball, um, pickleball, tennis, uh, martial arts, um, frisbee golf. I mean, it was, it was extraordinary. You would have loved it. You would have loved it. It was all in your honor. I mean, it was named, uh, you know, the Jim Fanning uh, net generation, uh, kids, Sports clinic. And I, I I will not so,
1: um, I will not miss next year's. My name's on it, and I need to okay. be there.
3: Yeah. Well, um, it, it was just a, a phenomenal day, and we've had so many phenomenal days during this tournament. The uh, another one was uh, the next day was when we had our opening ceremonies. We had three uniformed uh, retired uh, officers from Air Force Brigadier General Blaine Holt who uh, was in charge of all the Air Force personnel and planes in uh, Europe from NATO um, just last year. And we had uh, Army Colonel Curtis Carson, uh, and also Navy Captain David Sheely, who uh, helped us put on our, our opening ceremonies. And that included a uh, little uh, Katie Vallant from Russell, oh, who wow. sang the national anthem. Wow! And we had uh, hundreds, hundreds of people on the court, all lined up, all of our officials, uh, all of our ball boys, all of our volunteer committee people. We had 100 volunteers, um, and uh, and we all lined up. And we had the the uh, Greenup County Marine Co- Corps ROTC. From that day that you spoke there at, at uh, Greenup. I, I met up with Paul Seitz who was the uh, uh, sort of the, the commander for the ROTC there, and we lined that up with him. And with Katie Valance, who you that spoke uh, to you, uh, you spoke to her at, at Russell when she stepped up and sang the national anthem. Yeah. Could could I just translate uh, that real quick? Yeah, that was uh, pretty,
1: that was pretty special. (laughs) Well, we might have new
2: listeners that weren't around for that episode. Uh, Jim did some, some live coaching in Ashland, Kentucky, and there was a high school girl that said she wanted to be a a singer and she'd never sang in front of people. And, uh, Jim, Pulled her out in front and, of
1: and and she told me she had epilepsy. Oh yeah, and uh, out of the audience, I you know, I I think there was about eight hundred kids in the gym at Russell. Oh yeah, yeah. and uh, the so the place was packed, and I'm I'm doing a keynote, and and I said anybody have any questions? And uh, Katie raises her hand among a lot of people, and I chose her, and I went over and I said, so Katie, what what's up? What do you want? And she really shocked me. She goes. I want to be a singer, but I have a epilepsy and a lot of people don't think I can do it. And and uh, and I said, well, can you sing? <laughs> and not knowing if she could sing. And she started singing like an angel and I, I brought her out in front of the entire gymnasium. Uh, she started singing. I said, well, what do you want to sing? She goes, the national anthem. I'm like, oh my goodness, you've chosen <laughs> the world's most difficult song. She belts out the National Anthem, and she was so overcome by the audience, her peers, that were laughing and giggling, and all of a sudden they stopped laughing and giggling when she started singing the National Anthem. And, Jack, you were there. And as she struggled, uh, I got the entire audience to sing with her and help her through it, and there wasn't a dry eye in the place. It was a very emotional uh, surprise, and, um, what a treat. And now, fast forward a couple of months, Katie sang the national anthem to open this professional tennis tournament. Wow, that blows right. That blows me away, Jack.
3: Well, it's a great connection for the two of us. Um, I appreciate you coming to Ashland so much for the uh, for the hollands museum thing and then and then being a sponsor with this your your name's on the back on the back. Uh, Billboard there, right as this is being uh, this term is being live streamed all over the world. Uh, anybody's got a computer. My mom watched it in Lexington yesterday. I got a request on email yesterday from a kid from uh, Poland who wanted me to send him a T-shirt. <laughs> wow! I can't start sending out T-shirts all over the world. But I wish him luck and said practice, <laughs> practice, practice. But um, anyway, uh, you know our connection is deep. Um, years over 50 years of connection between us and here we are working on common goals and just trying to improve the lives of young people giving people hope uh encouraging them to do better um striving helping them strive for their future and uh all this ties in with everything with this pro tournament it this 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 speech that i gave to as we opened our ceremony was about two sentences but it was mainly that there we are, all, you know, the players lined up, all the officials, the kids, many people, and as you look at that group and you realize the, the significance, the fact that we had people here from all walks of life, all races, all nationalities, uh, we had people here from so many foreign countries,
1: uh, all um, ages as well,
3: and, and and all ages, and we could in one in one week get together do something with a common purpose where everybody has a common passion in this particular sport and make it the most favorable possible experience that you could for this week together with no rancor, no discord, no dissension. Just, it's just the real meaning of brotherhood. Um, you know, Mike Parks was here today. His daughter Alicia Parks played in the tournament. He, uh, he, I saw him on the phone. He wait, He waited for me to come over. I went over to him. He put his arm around me He said, okay, I'm talking with Katrina Adams right now. I'm telling her what a terrific, fantastic tournament this is. I want you to hear everything I'm saying. Well, Katrina is the president, as you know, president of the USDA. That's pretty awesome with communications today to go from right there to the president of the whole USDA. Well,
1: the irony, the irony of that, you know, it's amazing. I, Katrina took lessons at my tennis club. Holy well, cow! I know, which is amazing. Know, I'm not
3: surprised. There's only four people in the United States who have not taken lessons from you. And,
0: your
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, and I think I've named all of them uh, that that have done I that. I, I gotta, I gotta say one thing, Jack. You have done this as a volunteer. You put this together in world record time. Uh, This was just a thought. The courts were not ready. The USTA said they're not in condition. And you said they will be. And you've done this in less than four months, put this tournament together. And I'm not surprised. That's who you are. I've known you 50 years. You are so disciplined, so focused, extremely confident. Uh, You're cool about it. You don't want the accolades, and you love what you do. I, I will have to tell you, Jack, you're, you're the epitome of my score success system. Ashland's blessed to have you, and uh, and I'm blessed to have you as my friend and my old doubles partner. We're still going to have to kick some ass in pickleball when I uh, get my arm back in shape, so I'm looking forward to that.
3: Absolutely. Uh, my grandchildren want a rematch.
1: Oh my goodness! Yeah, don't uh, let yeah. We, you and you and I lost to your grandkids in ping pong. Uh, you know, I can't believe you brought that up. Uh, I was so in the zone. I was so in the zone there for a minute. Well, uh, tell us again uh, where you can uh, check this streaming, and and let me ask you: when the tournament is over, will any of this be archived?
3: Yes. Yeah. It absolutely is. Uh, the where you locate this is on our website. It's on www.ashlandprotennis.com, and when you go there, of course, uh, when this shows uh, being shown, the tournament will have already been over about four days. But the archives will be there. You can click on and watch any of these players play uh, that were on our show court here, the number one court or the number two court. We actually have been streaming eight hours a day on two different courts for every day of this tournament. Oh my I mean, goodness. It's hundreds of hours that have been out there going all over the world. I called my mom, who's 93. She watched it in Lexington. But the only thing is, I mean, she thought I was right next door. <laughs> she wanted well, to know if I could come in for lunch. I mean, come and meet her for dinner. And that's the problem. I'm here at the tournament, two hours away. We're, you know, I'm shoveling ice into ice bags right now, <laughs> trying to keep up. But, um, so we are going to see her on Monday. We're going down Monday to see Mom and Lexington, where the tournament goes to Lexington next week. They've got a big twenty-five thousand—I mean, a sixty-thousand-dollar event—and all these same players. Most of these players will be there next week. And, and, so, and Jack, um, and Jack what, to that.
1: what's the current uh, population of Ashland, Kentucky? Twenty, twenty thousand,
3: twenty-one, maybe twenty-one thousand is about right. Twenty-one. And, you know, we've lost, it, uh, it's we've per- lost a lot of people.
1: It's pretty amazing. A city of 21,000, the foothills of Appalachia, uh, international now, streaming all over the world. Uh, What an accomplishment. You know, Ashland's always been a city of champions. And, Jack, I'm so proud of you and uh, proud of all the volunteers, proud of everybody that had anything to do with this tournament, Brady Industries, uh, the hospital, uh, i really really in some world-class tennis uh, to Eastern Kentucky. It's pretty amazing, and uh, kudos goes out to everybody that had any part of this. Jack, you're awesome. You're in the zone, and uh, it's really appreciated. And I, I am so blessed to be from just a great, great hometown. They say you can't go back. Well, I don't know who they are. You can go back. You can go
3: back.
1: You can, and I I love going back. I never left Ashland. Um,
3: You never left.
1: No, I really never left. I carried a piece of it. You know, I've given almost 2,500 keynotes worldwide. Ashland, Kentucky has been mentioned in every single one of them. Jack, Dr. Jack Diddy, go back and watch this tournament. Tell everybody I said hello. Thank you so much. Anything you want to add?
3: I, I just want to thank you for being a guest on your program. I, I take this as a as a great honor and privilege, and I appreciate how the the honor that you consistently give Ashlyn, in all of your talks, your audios, your videos, everything you do. And I wish you good luck in the future with your career. It's been great. You've helped lots and lots of people, and, and I'm just uh, uh, pleased to be your good friend.
1: Thanks, Jack. I'll talk to you soon. Have a great weekend. Being an athlete. Um, I recognize how important it is to regularly exercise. You know, it's easy to be stagnant. More and more business is uh, over the internet. It's easy to sit in front of a screen. Uh, It's also uh, a busy time for so many people. We don't always have the time, don't always have the money to go to a gym or, or to hire a personal trainer. But I'm telling you, one of their products out there is Nordic Track, and they're going to bring the gym right into your house. We're talking treadmills, we're talking exercise bikes, incline trainers, strength equipment. Once these products are inside, you can even stream high energy workouts any time of the day, even without stepping out your door. Uh, and these workouts are in both studios, and some of them are in exotic destinations. Around the world, start your day with a run through the streets of Paris. What? And I've run through the streets of Paris. Uh, and you can end with cross training on the shores of Thailand. Nordic Track, you've made it very easy, very affordable to stay in shape and have fun while you're doing it. And these workouts are led by the world's top personal trainers. Special offer: seventy five bucks off your Nordic Track purchase. Visit nordictrack.com/slash. Fannin. that's n-o-r-d-i-c-t-r-a-c-k dot com slash f-a-n-n-i-n and then use the offer code fanon f-a-n-n-i-n during checkout and that's going to save you 75 dollars off of your purchase that'll put a
2: lump, <laughs> a lump in your throat just to hear that much good news man
1: well, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You know, I, I was fired up. What, what's on my mind? I'm Ashland, Kentucky, you're in the zone. And we do look at the uh, key performances each week
2: because the zone is the zone is the zone is the zone. So the same stuff that brings somebody to the top of whatever arena we're looking at, you can always use a piece of that to apply it. And, and, and again, uh, let's,
1: let's talk about the zone. It, yeah. It's a feeling. It's a mood. It's a mindset, it's an attitude, but it has physical ramifications. I mean, your eyes can double, triple shutter speed. Wow, what does that do? Slows everything down. That'll come in handy in a crisis. That'll come in handy where everybody else has fear, anxiety, and worry. Somebody's got to have that purposeful calm to lead us out of the wilderness or of harm's way. So the zone is physical. It's definitely mental. Uh, and there are many things that contribute to being in the zone. Other people, obviously. How about a movie? You know what? How about a movie? <laughs> Can well, a movie get you in the zone?
2: Well, I, and, and I think that there was some zone performances that didn't even bring this to screen. Uh, Mission Impossible Fallout is definitely a hit. And you know what's a hit? When even Vogue magazine, which normally focuses on fashion, takes a little left turn and says, okay, you, you got to see this thing. So I actually did not get to to see it yet. Actually plan on going tomorrow. Tom Cruise apparently did a stunt uh, where he was free falling 200 miles an hour out of an airplane. And, uh, you know, of course, uh, the camera people had to be with him. I'm sure he had a Lloyd's of
1: London insurance policy <laughs> on that one. Holy cow. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, y- you talk about the zone double tripper sh- shutter speed of um, of your eyesight. It feels like things move in slow motion. That guy could not have any other thoughts going on right now other than I am skydiving. Uh,
1: A 25,000-foot drop into a lightning storm. Hello? And it it had had 106 takes. That is
2: unbelievable.
1: Hold up. So he had to drop 25,000 feet, 200 miles an hour. 106 times
2: i'm not sure if he had to jump every time but he had to jump a bunch of times and they had to, to do 106 attempts to get the scene uh you know what i bet even after all those jumps though you don't get used to it
1: <laughs> uh well there's also a uh, james corden uh who's also got a late uh the late late show uh
2: he jumped he, he, jumped he joined
1: with- he joined tom cruise skydive from 15,000 feet He's nuts. He was in the zone. Uh, so there's going to be replays of that, definitely. Let's go ahead and, and talk
2: about getting back in the zone here because uh, the Boston Red Sox have well, been hold, in the Hold, hold oh, yes. up.
1: Hold up. Before we do that. Yeah, let's do it. How does a movie get you in the zone? I, I'm, I'm watching the movie. It's an hour and 58 minutes. And there's no place I'd rather be than where I am right now. And I hop a ride. I hop a ride on the script. I hop a ride on the music. I hop a ride on the dialogue. This comes on the screen. I feel fear. This comes on the screen. My heart's pounding. My subconscious mind does not know the difference between fantasy and reality. So that movie put that fantasy in my mind, and in that movie theater, especially if it's an IPIC 3D, it's real. That is a zone. Experience. And that's why we love movies. They take us to a place we can't go by ourselves. I doubt seriously, Seth, that I will be jumping (laughs) 25,000 feet, 200 miles an hour
2: into a lightning storm.
1: Well, especially into it. Now, I may have done it, but I'm not sure I'd do it into a lightning storm. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so you can get in the zone reading a book, uh, watching a TV show. Definitely Mission Impossible. Sounds like a zone moving.
2: Well, and just when you were saying that, I don't know, we've stated it like this on the Jim Fannin show before. One of the ways maybe to know you were in the zone is that moment when you look down and you're, you're watching and you're like, whoa, that much time passed? Because you were in the present the whole time.
1: Yeah, time uh, stands still. Uh, yeah, it's pretty wild. It goes by very, very quickly. And once you get in the zone, when you're aware that you're in the zone, you're not in it anymore. How do you get back in the zone? That's the key. We've all been in that zone state, watch, you know, watching a movie, uh, reading a book. Somebody interrupts us. Somebody else fire in the movie theater. Just kidding. But somebody else. all of a sudden, I'm not in the zone anymore. I'm running out of the building. I was in the zone. I'm not in the zone. Let's talk about the Red Sox, the Boston Red Sox.
2: And so every game matters. Uh, The Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees are arguably in uh, a situation where this is one of the best teams. Each each one of them has ever fielded. And of course, the problem there is they're in the same division. So it's not like both of them can go to the World Series and meet there. Uh, You know, they're going to be slugging this thing out come October, which means every day matters. And the Boston Red Sox were actually up five to zero. Halfway through the game uh, against uh, the boss uh, against the Baltimore Orioles, and they wound up canceling the game, and now they got to replay. Uh, in well, and
1: one and one of my clients, JD Martinez, uh, had a home run, and he, well, and he got taken away from him, erased out of the books. So I'm in the zone. The game's canceled. I'm not in the zone. How do you get back? How do you get back in the zone? Obviously, uh, if it wasn't canceled, it could be a rain delay that can impact your golf tournament, a tennis match, I'm in the zone, there's a delay, which is a zone breaker, it can be, how do I get back in? The first thing you want to do is reboot. You got to clear your mind, stay out of the past, put your chin up above parallel as soon as you come out of that reboot, and all you need to do is go, what's my next move, my next step? my next target, my next objective. The key is to get your energy flowing again away from you. So when you've been in a zone and you realize, wow, I was in the zone, that was awesome. At that moment, you're not in the zone anymore. You keep talking about it. uh, The zone's going to be in another zip code. I mean, you're you're not even going to be close. Reboot, clear your mind pull out another zone rubber band and start anew, one step at a time in the present as if it's so that's how you get back in the zone.
2: And we're going to go ahead and transition here. One more baseball story about finding the zone again, after a long time, you just mentioned you'd uh, coach the, the 2000 uh, Seattle Mariners. So the last time they sh- they should have just said, you know what, we're, we're going to keep Jim Fannin with the team forever because the last time apparently they made the world Se- or they made the playoffs was 2001 so they have the longest playoff drought of not just baseball of professional sports and man the team is we don't know for sure yet who's gonna you know make the playoffs however the team's playing well it looks like that drought's finally going to be over and at some point somebody has to turn the ship right Uh, like after you've gone that that long without making the playoffs without having success somebody's got to turn the ship around so can you speak to that Kind well, of attitudinal?
1: well, first of all, if the goal is to make the playoffs, that's a dangerous goal because you make the playoffs and then you lose in the first round. But I was successful. I reached my vision. Yeah. I won. And you know what? The, oh, that, the, that's, that, that put hardship on me personally. My goal was to make the Pro Tour. All right, I'm on the Pro Tour. I didn't have a goal to be number one or number 10. I didn't even have goals. My goal was leave Appalachia, get out on the world stage, and play professional tennis. Was I successful? I was. Did you beat anybody great? Were you number one? No, but I reached my vision. So the danger for the Mariners, they need to be thinking one thing. I want a World Series ring. I don't understand how teams don't, you gotta be in it to win it, or why you why you fielding a team? There's a lot of old school managers that you now I don't want to go there. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but you gotta start acting like a winner long before you're gonna win. So, Mariners, I would stop trying to make the playoffs. I'd become the world champion. Just nobody knows about it. Act like it, talk like it, think like it. You don't need to brag about it. You don't need to boast about it, um, and you don't really need to go out and say that you're going to do it. But you got to have that collective 20-man roster mentality that as the playoffs hits, we're going to reach a high standard, and we're going all the way every day, and we're not going to look back. So um, if the Mariners are listening, take it to the bank. I know this will work for you.
2: Okay, before we move on to good news, one more kind of—I'm going to call it a little bit of a goofball in the zone—but it's it's legitimately working, and I think there's a lesson to be learned here.
1: Goofball in the zone. That's my <laughs> next. That's my next book, by the way. Well, the, goofball the, uh, in the zone. Yeah, the
2: profits are not goofball profits. Let me tell you. Former police officer named Scotty Franklin cut a pair of cowboy boots into sandals to to be funny. Uh, and like these things Ca- are cowboy sandals. <laughs> cowboy sandals.
1: Who 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 would have thought it?
2: Uh, he he basically has turned into Scrooge McDuck. Uh, these things have been a hit as a novelty and so you're like okay well that's you know some guy just got lucky I would say that some guy was able to look around corners and realize even though this is kind of a funny goofball example he could look around a corner and you know he could really get into the zone to see that like okay I'm entertaining people here enough that they want a pair because it's funny and this guy is making actually
1: a lot of money <laughs> wow so I could have a pair of Lizigator Gator sandals <laughs> right (laughs) wow snake snake skin sandals i like it uh so he's got sandals in the zone cowboy (laughs) sandals in the zone well you know what that takes vision you know i i i gotta throw out my invention i've had it a long time i i think somebody may have done it a suit with shorts for pants I'm talking coat and tie. But shorts. And shorts. Little Bermuda action. Uh, but maybe that's been done. I, I, I'm envisioning <laughs> that as a as a trend. Let's see if that catches on. Let's see if there's a seamstress out there that wants to get our clothing line ready.
2: And of course, we are America's most positive podcast. There's so much good news going on in the world that doesn't usually make the top headline because that's just not the way that, uh, you know, the quote-unquote news industry works. So we bring you some of those... Amazing pieces every time, and uh, so a lot of times if we were talking about you know the goat on the Jim Fannon show, we'd be talking about who's the greatest of all time. You know, uh, Tom Brady is the goat. No, in in this case, it's actual goats, not like a metaphorical greatest. Oh, we're of all actually time. going
1: real goats,
2: real actual goats.
1: Oh my goodness!
2: Um, you know, uh, tragically, we saw uh, quite a bit of uh, wildfires. Particularly, I want to talk
1: to your mother about <laughs> your childhood. I really do. We got cowboy sandals <laughs> and, and goats. goats in the zone. Well,
2: nobody this is one of those things that seems obvious but nobody had really tried it before. Uh Portugal is cutting down on their wildfires by putting goats out there to eat the dead vegetation so there's nothing to burn away. Uh and it's one of those so simple it's stupid nobody ever thought of it before type of things. Uh but you know, as wildfires are a very real thing that threaten people's homes and well-being. Uh Portugal, I would say you're in the zone by coming up with an innovative but very old school solution.
1: Uh, and there was a Portuguese man that described his goat herd saved his family's home in 2004 when wildfires crept into the trees surrounding his residence. So he owes that to goats. Wow. Goats in the zone. going to go ahead and look over at the year. European- Where do I get goats? <laughs> Where do I get goats? <laughs> For the wildfires in Burr
2: Ridge. We'll have to Google like Chicago goat salesmen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. Goat herders.
2: So this is actually the second week in a row we've seen somebody do something amazing with trash from the ocean. Uh, City, Rotterdam in Europe, have you? did you play there ever or travel through it?
1: I've been to Rotterdam. One of my um, roommates from college, Ron Lochendijk. it took me a long time to be able to Lachendijk. Uh but Ron uh, Lochendijk lives in Rotterdam. Shout out to Ron. Uh, let's talk Rotterdam. I've been there.
2: So there's some volunteers that have figured out how to take plastic trash into you know, the kinds that Clogs up rivers and oceans. Last week we talked about a nonprofit turning that trash into prosthetic limbs for children in developing nations. In Rotterdam, they're actually doing floating parks out on the rivers uh, because it's Europe. It's much more compacted. People don't have as much personal space. So anywhere you can put a park, people are going to use a park. They've made floating parks just out of trash, volunteers, dirt, and planting. Uh, you know, like plants out there, and so. Brand new parks and places when you talk about, you know, vision of making a better city, nobody uh, would have thought.
1: Do we boat out there?
2: (laughs) They're docked against the Uh, the side of the river. I got
1: you. They're docked. Yes. I I got
2: it. Although, uh, you know, maybe there could be some island parks in the future as well. Uh, And this is just volunteers, kind of like Jack Diddy during our interview. This is volunteers that see something where there's nothing.
1: Uh, They have a vision. And and you know what? I, I hope everyone listening... I know you've got a vision. You've you got something that still wakes you up, still puts you to bed. I know you've put it down maybe for a few years. Then you pick it back up. Your husband looks at you, rolls his eyes, and goes, really? You're going to go back to that? But you just can't get away from that vision. I hope the show inspires you. Bring that vision that you have off the shelf. Dust it off. Add some blueprint magic of uh, strategy, tactics, and some goals with a timeline. Great things happen, but they don't happen without a vision, and you've got to see it as if it's so. I want to talk about Southwest Airlines. Do you mind?
2: Yeah, let's let's do this real quick.
1: Uh, it's a fun airline, as we all know. Uh, you know the, the stewards and stewardesses—they uh, sing and tell jokes, and do all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, they're going back old school, uh, which is uh, pretty interesting, and the CEOs really made a pledge. Uh, no t- ticket change fees, no baggage fees, no assigned seats. they recommitted to their core values. I like that. I think a lot of us personally need to recommit to our personal Core values. And of course, at the Jim Fannin show, you know what those are recommit to self discipline, concentration, optimism, relaxation, and enjoyment. So, um, Southwest, you're in the zone. You've recommitted to your values that made you who you are. And I think a lot of us need to take their lead and recommit to our core values. Of who we are as individuals, and of course that's going to help reshape our families, our neighborhoods, and our communities.
2: And one more, and this one is is truly exceptional uh, of teams working in the zone to do something that
1: you know. Uh, Are you going? Is this going to be better than Cowboy (laughs) sandals?
2: This is going to be better than Cowboy sandals. It is.
1: Are you serious? (laughs) You know
2: what? Uh, There were three research colleges that worked together: University of California, San Francisco. Vanderbilt in Nashville and then the National Institute of Biomedical Imaging uh, who came together and they've been working on a project. And now they say that uh, in two years, they are going to put the first artificial kidney into a human being. And so this is people who are on dialysis who wait years and years and years to hopefully get a kidney from a donor. They say that they have an artificial kidney ready to go. And then after that, maybe scaled up to where, you know, in in year a few years from now, dialysis could be a thing of the huh, past.
1: Honey, honey, I I'll be right back. I'm going to run to Whole Foods. I'm going to get a kidney. I
2: know, right? I'll be right.
1: Yeah, I'll be right back. I can't wait till they have a liver. <laughs> yeah, I'll pick up a six pack. I'm sure they'll have a liver for me later. Can you imagine an artificial kidney? Wow, that took vision.
2: Yeah, people. I mean, I would have never imagined that. You know, you could just start making organs and. Making them work. And the artificial kidney thing, that this is uh, That's real. going
1: to save thousands of patients currently on transplant lists. It really is going to save thousands of lives. The Kidney Project, uh, you can Google that and uh, check it out. That's impressive. You know, in one sense, even though there, there is fear, there is anxiety, there is negativity, there is divisiveness, but, boy, there's a lot of positivity. There's a lot of hope, and I think it's the best time to be alive with what's happening technologically. When you think about, you know, I could be dead without a two kidneys, but, but now I, I have the possibility of getting a real kidney. Um, that's impressive, and that's the human spirit, and that's what I, I love about right now. 2018, there's some great positive things happening, but not one of them happened without a vision. One person saw something that other people didn't see. One person looked at a challenge and, in their mind's eye, looking up to the right, said, What do you think about this? What do you think about that? And the next thing you know, that vision spawned into reality, there's only one rule in being successful, Seth. You know what that is? There are no rules. We're limited only by our imagination. I know knowledge is powerful, and and knowledge can trump a lot of things. It can, and experience, but I don't think there's anything more powerful in your imagination because that's going to keep you on a pathway of hope positivity well-being and happiness and uh that's definitely our wish here at the Jim Fannin show keep visualizing keep dreaming no rules everything is possible and of course
2: to execute on that you do have to be m- checking out your own mental checklist s c o r and e the score check is so important uh because you know what as you're going towards these things that people say they can't be done like creating a kidney that will save thousands and thousands of lives there's going to be a few things that want to knock you out of that zone state and you, to get back in you got to know where you're at in each one of these five individual elements
1: yeah these five markers were discovered in 1974 they trigger natural body chemistry. Uh, All of us, everyone listening, we all have a high or low level of self-discipline. Some weeks, you got time management, you got goals, you're just knocking tasks off, and you are unbelievably productive, and you probably expended a lot of energy. The next week, uh, you'd like to get up around 9.30 as opposed to (laughs) 6.30, and you're moving a little bit slower, and you don't have the discipline. And maybe you're taking off, uh, your eyes taking off the ball. You got to manage self-discipline, the only form of discipline. But maybe you are disciplined. But maybe you lose focus. Maybe you try to do too much. I've got a lot on my plate. My biggest challenge every week is focusing on one thing, not 20. And your imagination, although it's awesome, it can create more stuff, more things that you just don't have the time, energy, and maybe even money to execute. Less is more. So if you need concentration, you need to clear your plate and focus on one thing at a time. At the Zone Cafe, you need to choose concentration. But maybe, maybe you've got purpose, maybe you've got good intentions, and maybe you are disciplined and focused, but I don't know, you got a little sliver of doubt. Maybe, maybe you've had some failure in the past that is still tucked up under your lip and kind of seeps in uh, uh, to your throat when you start to do something. I don't know if I can do it. Maybe I'm not good enough. May, maybe I don't have enough money. Maybe, I don't, maybe I, I'm not smart enough. Um, you can have some doubts. Uh, you can have low self-esteem. That's what you think other people think about you. I know I can do it, but yeah, you know, gosh, my family doesn't believe in me, or my parents uh, don't believe in me, or my boss doesn't believe in me. If you need optimism, and that's the glue that holds everything together, you need that. You need a shot of confidence, trust, belief, expectancy. Well, you came to the right place because at the Zone Cafe, Seth, I know you're cooking up a batch, a batch, a slab, if you will, of optimism. And maybe that's what you need, but maybe, maybe you're stressed. Maybe you worry. Maybe you fret. Maybe you wring your hands. Maybe when you're talking, you got your hands in your pocket and you're jiggling change because you're not comfortable saying what you're saying. You need to relax. You need to chill out. So if you need some relaxation, some peace, some, some, some clear-headedness, some tranquility. (sighs) Getting your breathing down to six to eight breaths a minute as opposed to 15 to 20. Boy, if you need to unhinge your jaw, you need to chill out. Seth, I know we got a huge drink of relaxation. One sip and it's (sighs) chilled out. Relaxed, but maybe, maybe you need some energy. Maybe I've been too chilled out. Maybe I've been in the hammock way too long, and and I'm not even disciplined or focused. Maybe I need some dopamine running through my bloodstream and a little shot of adrenaline. We got some happy meals we're cooking. That's enjoyment. You need to love what you do and do what you love. You you need to get back into the essence of your craft to know why you got into this in the begin with. You know, we can work so hard. Things can be drudgery, dread, and boy, same old, same old, and every day and every night, same old thing. If you need some enjoyment, some pep, some zest, some zeal in your life, we got a happy meal. So drive up right now. You choose whatever arena you want to come from, your relationships. Your parenting, your sport, your business, your friends, your siblings, or your mom and dad, or you just come up generically, what do you need? What's the missing link? And last thing, once all five of these markers are balanced at a high level, your eyes will double shutter speed and slow everything down, your jaw will unhinge, and you'll breathe deeper inhale, longer exhale, you'll have a feeling that nothing can go wrong, and that zone will raise your full potential and bring it to the forefront. What's your weakest link? What do you need to work on? So tell me, Seth, what's up? How's your score level?
2: You know what? It's been a a really fantastic week, and I'm going to actually order similar to what you have sometimes. I've had a fantastic week. So I'm going to order self-discipline, the self-discipline to keep checking my score level uh, because they're up right now, but they only stay up when you're checking back in on them. What about you? What, what are you ordering?
1: Uh, I'm visualizing um, a national park.
2: <laughs> that is not what I saw coming. Okay.
1: South Africa. Okay. In the wild. Okay. I'm up on a hill. I'm looking down. A cheetah. Hungry. Hadn't eaten. I can see its ribs. I'm conjuring up something real in my life. I've seen this in my life. With cameras. Shooting pictures of animals. With a guide. And then out into the open plain, there's a herd of antelope. There they are. And their ears are all perked up. They're kind of moving away from the tall grass where that Cheetah had begun to stalk because it hadn't eaten. And the cheetah takes off out of the grass faster than anything ever. The herd disperses. A mom pregnant with foal falls directly in the path of the charging cheetah. Could have easily stopped and had Chateaubriand. But it leapt over it. It leapt over it. It was after the big buck going after the juggler vein. Another teenage impala, shocked in the chaos, ran the wrong direction, accidentally hits the hind legs of the cheetah. The cheetah's head never moved. Could have easily stopped and had the teenager for dinner, but it locked in on that one thing, one thing, boom, and then took it down. And I witnessed the kill. The cheetah didn't say, Gosh, I hope there's so many that I don't get hurt. The cheetah didn't panic and didn't know which one to eat. The cheetah was hungry, focused all of its energy on one thing only. Let the rest go. How many times have we done that? We've chased everything and wound up with nothing. That's my cheetah story. This next week, I eat now. I am the cheetah. Concentration, order me a big bucket, please. Bring it out. I got too many opportunities. I got too many things on my plate. Too many books to write. Too many people to call back. I am shedding everything and anything, and I'm going to focus on one thing. Concentration. That's what I'm looking for. What do you need, everyone? What do you need in your life? What's the missing link that's going to take you to pick performance? What do you need to do to make your dreams come true? Do you need self-discipline? Do you need a better blueprint? Do you need to be the cheetah and focus on one thing, or do you just need to have your chin up and start selling you on the awesome of you because you need to bolster your optimism? Or do you need to chill out? Breathe, slow down, get in a hammock, and relax. Do you need to take a day off maybe? you need to turn your brain off? Or do you need some pep in your step? Do you need to get fired up and get some enjoyment? What do you need? We're only as strong as our weakest link. And you can flip this around, everybody. What does your family need? What does Bobby need? What does Billy need? What does your significant other need? Read their body language. Listen to their tonality. They're telling you, I got low E. I got low S. I got low O. And once you see what they need one look, one stroke of a hair on their head, one kind, well placed word you can take somebody in the zone. And when that family's in the zone, you can get the neighborhood in the zone. And when you get the neighborhood in the zone, you can get neighborhoods in the zone, a city in the zone, a state in the zone, America in the zone. I'm Jim Fannin. You've been listening to America's Most Positive Podcast. Please share this with someone that needs a little pep in their step a little edge over the competition, or a little jolt to their positivity. It's time to be in the zone, everybody, because it's the only place to be.
2: Hey, just a quick reminder that you have access to the tools of the Jim Fannin Show outside of just the weekly show. One of the most interesting ways I think to check this out is Jim is actually coaching people on Twitter. So obviously there's a lot of negativity and distractions that can come from social media, but there's a lot of really good stuff out there too, which is meaning you need to, to curate your, uh, your settings to make sure that you're getting the good stuff. And one of the ways to do that is uh, find Jim Fannin F a N N I N on Twitter. Uh, The coaching doesn't have to stop with the weekly Jim Fannin show you can have access to it every single day
1: yeah and follow me uh it's at jim fannin at j-i-m-f-a-n-n-i-n and i'm going to give you some reminders on uh focusing on your upcoming week i i I tweet that out every sunday night so if you want to get a little assistance on getting some routines some score routines uh follow me on twitter
2: you know what it's also a great place to share the show jim i ran into a guy that i I didn't even get his name but he was just talking about how he was in sales kind of little you know backyard cookout type of thing I've got a neighbor that their house backs up to a a outdoor venue with live jazz every Tuesday so kind of hang out there on Tuesdays you know and I didn't get this guy's name but he was just talking about like you know oh man I'm in sales but one of the hardest things about being in sales is you're just always worried you're gonna lose your job you don't know if it's gonna go well and I was like okay 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 we can fix this and I, I explained to him, you know, I'm I help out with this show every week. You've got to check it out. And I didn't get his name, but I saw him download an episode uh, before uh, before he actually walked out. And he's like, so this this is really going to help. And I was like, you have no idea what you're in for. So follow Jim on Twitter and then share it with somebody that needs it. It can really, really turn somebody's day, month, week, year around.
1: You know, our last couple of shows have been about influence and Uh, Who do you need to influence in your life? Uh, So share with them, not not just the positives from this show, but the positives that you procure anywhere in your life. Uh, It could be your own experiences, your own wisdom. But the more you can share positivity and spread positivity, uh, the easier it's going to be to change a neighborhood, a community, a state, and a country.
2: You uh don't need to stop with the show. Get those shots of positivity all week long. Search Jim Fannin, F-A-N-N-I-N on Twitter.
1: This is a Crush Performance Quick Fix on Radio Influence. And A very, very important part of any development program, well, any type of program for that matter, is the financial model. You have to make sure that piece of the puzzle is taken care of so you can do what you need to do to be successful. And in sport, there's no exceptions here. You have to have this piece of your model in place once you can get to where you want to go. And once you're there, so you can survive. Oh, the horror stories we could tell behind the scenes of money issues that have derailed careers, destroyed lives. It's an important part of the sporting business, and it's a real important part of being an athlete in today's day and age. Crush Performance
2: with the Crusher, Jeff Cruschel, can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio,
0: Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.